Game Dev's Quest, your once weekly podcast chronicling our journeys from Game Dev Scrub to Game Dev Bub. I'm <laughs> I'm Taylor. What's up, guys? Oh, dude, we've been hanging out a lot the we've, last um, couple of days. <laughs> yeah, this is our third podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that is kind of exciting. I will say. Um, anybody who follows along with our Twitter or something at this point. Um, might know that we are starting another podcast. Yeah. Um, it's as of yet unnamed. Um, and we don't we don't want to spoil too many details, but it's it's just going to be a book club. Uh, so that um, me and Taylor and our our other bro Kurt can um get together a little bit more often and like I don't know stay in touch and read some books and expand our horizons. Yeah. It kind of is another way, kind of like this podcast, where it's like it started off just wanting to learn things, but also just wanting to kind of hang out with your bros. So yeah, I think it'll be the same. Uh, but it's cool that we're gonna read some some books that like each of us want to read, you know, because it'll force us to read things that we may not like pick ourselves, and that'll just help us learn even more so it's pretty cool i'm excited for it i am too and we had a really good chat the other night just uh you know kind of squaring away um you know minor details and kind of doing like a test run um podcast and all that sort of stuff and it was actually pretty refreshing and then um sorry you're gonna have to deal with me here while i kind of lock into the optimal distance from my microphone oh you're fine Um, dude it sounds good on my end Cool. I'm glad. Um, yeah. So uh, that was a fun little recording session. Then right after that, me and Taylor, uh, we actually missed last Friday. So we hopped hopped back in and kind of recorded a little flash pod. A little flash. It was like 40 freaking yeah. minutes long, I think. But Game Dev's Quest Blitz Edition. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same length as all the other ones. Just <laughs> recorded with more urgency. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been kind of seen a lot of each other which is good because you know i kind of i kind of grew accustomed to you over in japan and i kind of miss you i know that's part of like my like depression (laughs) my my post japan depression is just like missing taylor and alia yeah it's real though i got i got post japan depression it was like i didn't want to do anything because i was just i didn't feel at home yet you know yeah and then uh, on top of that yeah like not seeing you at all not like I don't know, progressing on any of my goals. It just sucked. It was like, put me further down and down the more I didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, same here. And I was just like, well, I don't want to think about what to do, so I'm just going to work a lot more than I normally do. (laughs) And so I just like go to work. And then I'm like at work dreaming about getting home. And then the moment I get home, it's like, well, I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's funny how that happens. But yeah, now we've uh, hung out quite a lot in the last couple of days. We played some uh, Warband right before this, uh, Mountain Hell Blade yeah, War Bl- Warband, which was pretty fun. The only experience I've had playing Mountain Blade was I bought it like 
probably in 2012. And I was sick one day from work and I just had a nine hour session and it was like really fun. And then I never picked it back up again until today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you I, always talk about it. It's like, I feel like it's one of your favorite games. It's one of the best single player experiences ever. It's kind of like right up there right now. And in terms of best single player experiences, it's like kind of up there with, you know, uh, like Pillars of Eternity for me right now. Nice. Um, it combines a lot of elements of games that I really, really enjoy. Um, and there's some downfalls to it. Like I admit that it has its flaws, but that's kind of like one of the beauties about single player games is that sometimes like the bugs transcend the game in a weird way. Uh, like Morrowind is one of those games, right? Where it's got a bunch of bugs and a lot of things wrong with it. But because it's a single player game, it's not like it really breaks the game. You know, a lot of people do bitch about more when they say, like, the bugs break immersion and all that stuff. But they're, like, kind of folded into the lore, like, pretty neatly. And also, I think it makes the game way better. Because once you discover these things, that you can do them, um, it's it feels, like, really earned. Like, yeah, if you go online and, like, just, you know, you're the first time you're playing Morrowind, you're like, okay, Google, what are all of the exploits in Morrowind I need to know? Like, yeah, you're going to ruin the fucking game for yourself. Congratulations, dipshit. But if you figure something out on your own, it feels really earned and uh, rewarding. Oh, yeah, dude. And, um, well, it's like, you know, there's some things. What? It's like thinking about back in the day before the internet. Like, unless you had one of those magazines that told you what to do, it was all just basically you trying things out until they worked or like your friends telling you how something worked, yeah. you know? Like last night, I went out to this. Um, pub called game pub in eugene which was really fun and uh the bartender was like we went and started playing this uh it was dungeons and dragons like arcade edition which was really fun and the graphics were really cool but he was like giving us pointers on on how things worked and he like showed us a secret secret like room and i was like dude i bet you this is what it felt like to play in the arcade in the 80s or night you know early 90s when all you knew was based on what other people knew and taught you or, you know, or what you figured out. It was kind of like this, uh, like we were talking about oral tradition, uh, with Kurt. Yeah. And it reminded me of that. It's like, you don't actually know these secrets like you do now. Cause now you could just look them up on YouTube or, you know, Google them. But back then it was like that one kid who knew all the secrets for the, the, the game that you're into or whatever and he's showing you all the secrets it's like passing down the oral tradition man <laughs> yeah yeah dude it reminds me of uh, back in the day i used to play um you know legend of zelda ocarina of time quite a bit like that was like my my favorite game yeah and uh i learned how to be like pretty much the first half of the game like the first three dungeons you do as a kid and then like maybe like the next two or three dungeons as an adult. Um, I learned how to beat that just by watching Jason do it and I had it memorized. Like it <laughs> it wasn't like, um, hmm, now what do I need to do? It was like, okay. <laughs> and then I just like went and did, like I just had everything memorized, you know, like <laughs> like there was like trick doors you had to go into and like other things and it was just like, I, I just knew it all yeah. and I had never played it. I just watched wasn't that funny and, uh, that, that that's how gaming kind of was back in the day? Like, I remember um, me and my friend Danny uh, would play Age of Empires uh, at both of our houses, and we would just take turns. 
right? Like I would, yeah. I would play a game and he would play a game and we would like watch each other and we would learn from each other, but then we'd also be playing people online too. And we'd learn from them. But it's like back in the day, you used to watch each other play games. Like I, I went over to Max and Lee's house as a kid and they had different consoles than I did. I had Sega and PlayStation and they always had Nintendo ones. And I remember watching Max play The Legend of Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time for like several hours, you know, one day. It's like, that's just what you did back then, I feel like. And now, like, that still exists, but now it's like, I'll hop on a Twitch and watch somebody like across the world play something, you know? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Twitch is kind of like a callback to that. Yeah. It's it's definitely interesting because a lot of games back in the day, like they... I don't want to say are like formulaic, but when I go back and play old school games, I tend to play them like almost exactly how I did back in the day. Like <laughs> yeah. I was kind of thinking about this when you put your um, your uh, you know Raspberry uh, yeah the pie uh, yeah what's it the called pie thing anyway yeah I can't think of what it's called retro pie retro pie yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, when you put your retro pie together, I was thinking like, oh man, like I should go back and play some of these games. And like looking back at them and like thinking about how I used to do it, it's like so formulaic. Like, and it's hard because you know games were sort of figured out a lot by trial and error back then, whereas games are a little bit more like intuitive now. Like you can kind of like piece it together based on like what a character says or like you know whatever. Yeah. Um, there's like a lot of things back in the day where you just like had to freaking find you know, where to go next on your own or whatever. So it's like, you just memorize it and then don't fuck around the next time you play. (laughs) Like one thing I do, like every time I go back and play Pokemon, uh, the original like red and blue, I actually, I have fire red on my game boy, Mm -hmm. which is like the remake of the original, you know, Pokemon red. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I do this every time now because I learned that you could do this as a kid, but you know, it's like, you used to go and fish and like you'd capture a magic carp and everybody's like, Oh, magic carp sucks. But you can get a magic carp before you can fish in that game. And what does magic carp evolve into? He evolves into a Gyarados. And Gyarados is like one of the most powerful Pokemon in the game. And you can actually level up your the first magic carp you can get right after the first gym battle. You can level this magic carp up to a Gyarados before you even get to the third gym boss. <laughs> Which is crazy. It just like breaks the game. I mean, it takes a lot of freaking work to do, and it's really freaking tedious. But it, for some reason, I'm just like addicted to doing that every time. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Well, that's the the trick with like RPGs in general. It's just like so addicting to see that progress bar go all the way across the screen. Yeah, and, and then that number tick goes up one. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh yeah, that that was it. <laughs> yeah, dude. We used to. Like when Fire Red was like first a thing, like we did this thing where <clears throat> we would uh, play and you do that after every gym battle, everybody kind of waits to get caught up. And then like you battle each other to see and like do a leaderboard and like see who's coming out on top. And it's like, dude, after I beat the third gym boss, it was just like, come on, guys, like you're not going to be able to compete with me anymore. <laughs> 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 like I just had the gear dose, you know, and it's yeah, it's just like that progress bar. And it was so addicting to see me getting closer and closer and closer to leveling up that magic carp. Yeah. Oh, God. So here's a question. I guess it's just about yeah. personal preference. Do you like those games that like just hand you levels and then their level cap is like really high? 
or do you like those games that like you just have to fight for every scrap of XP to get to like level twenty at the end of the game? Do you have a do you have a preference? Um, it depends. Uh, I was thinking about this a lot kind of with uh, Pillars of Eternity because they yeah. the way that they kind of scale their XP and everything is like way different than any other game I've played. Hmm. Um, so other games, like a perfectly acceptable way to like kind of get ahead of the curve is to just go and grind. Yeah. Um, in Pillars of Eternity, that doesn't work. You actually don't get that much experience for fighting. Um, you get it for you completing get- quests or you get the most experience for completing quests. You could grind and grind and grind, which I made the mistake of doing until I realized that I started like monitoring the amount of XP I was getting and then going back in my journal and comparing it to quests. And I was getting nothing. Um, it would have taken me like, you know, an hour of grinding battles in order to get like one level. Dang. And I was pretty early on, you know? So it's like, yeah. I kind of enjoyed that where it, the the um, the emphasis, you were rewarded more for exploring and doing quests and like progressing different storylines. Mm-hmm. Like that was fun because it encourages you to, you know, kind of go out of your way and do things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Rather than like you go grind and then you go crush the main quest or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I... I don't know. I definitely like earning it, to be honest. I do too. But I'm not against. I'm not against, you know, the carrot versus the stick, like kind of uh, mentality behind it. Like I think, like rewarding players for like doing kind of what you want them to do is the best way to do things. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so um, my thoughts are basically like I went on this kind of binge for a while on action RPGs, you know, where. All you're basically, all you care about is just fighting, you know? Like, I was playing, like, Pillars of Eternity and, like... Um, it's not really an action RPG, though. It's not? What would you call no. that? Like, well, okay, what's what's what would be, like, in that same vein? Like, Diablo, Pillars of Diablo. Eternity. Or, oh, yeah. I said Pillars of Eternity. I meant, um, what's it called? Uh, the free one. Path of Exile? Path of Exile. Yeah, that's what I meant. Path of Exile, uh, like Diablo, uh, those kind of games like that. And I played through a whole bunch of them. Uh, Grim Dawn. Yeah, uh, Grim Dawn is one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Sorry. we're on the same page. Yeah, I just said the wrong name. Um, and a lot of those games you play, especially at first, it's like you level up within like the first couple of enemies you kill. And then by the end of the game like you're getting so much XP. Like all they do is just inflate the numbers basically. Right. Right. Like the enemies at first will only give you a couple XP, but by the, by the end when you're like level 80 something or whatever, they're giving you like thousands of XP per, per enemy you kill. And then you have so much XP. You're like in the millions of XP. Uh, Like a lot of those games, I just feel like, you level up so quickly that the levels actually don't feel like an accomplishment. It's just kind of like this natural progression. Like, yep, killed more enemies, got a little bit more XP, so now I can put like another point into, you know, multi-shot or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't feel nearly as rewarding. Like in what got me really thinking about it was 
in Divinity Original Sin, you only go up to level 20, and it takes a really long time to level. Like, me and my friend Danny would uh, be playing, like, several sessions, several, like, you know, two to three hour sessions before we level up even once. And then it's like, you level up and you have to use your points so wisely. Otherwise, if you mess up, you know, it's like, it could be detrimental. And it just made me feel like, even though it wasn't, it wasn't as like regular, the payoff for leveling up just felt so much better than if I was doing it like three times each play session or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I like I like action RPGs, but uh, that was one thing that I just after a while you almost become numb to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and this question comes up a lot too, like in uh, Dungeons and Dragons or and other like paper, <clears throat> paper RPGs. Uh huh. Um, you know, and most of you might know that I um, am a part of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Chaotic Amateurs, and I'm the DM for that. And you know, when we first started playing, it's like I ma- I tried to make it very clear to my players that. It's like, look, I'm not going to like just hand you out XP like every time you, you know, you think you're clever or you beat some bad guys. Like, basically, like I have these these huge chunks of XP I'll dole out when we complete like uh, you know milestones in the storyline. And you know, by do and I wanted it all to happen like off off mic because I I didn't want to like waste so much time like sitting there. And being like, okay, well, you got 250 XP for each of these bad guys, and then you got this much XP for like picking that lock, and then you got this much for like this successful skill check. It's like, no, like, it's not fun. I don't want the the listeners to hear that. Like, we're gonna make this a little bit more cinematic. And when you complete these milestones, or or if you do something that's exceptionally exceptionally clever, like I'll, I might reward <laughs> a little bit of extra, but I'll do it off mic. But um, and basically, what that's kind of turned into is rather than like. Rather than it's like, okay, well, you beat this boss and we've closed this chapter, take 5,000 XP. What it's turned into is, okay, we beat this boss and closed this chapter. Like, go ahead and take a level. Yeah. And, you know, we're 25 episodes in and my guys are just now getting to, like, level five. So it's not like I'm, like, <laughs> you know, um, it's not like I'm rewarding them for doing nothing. Like, these guys are earning it every step yeah. of the way. So it's fun. And I think it takes a little bit of the... um. I don't know, the drudgery out because they're not thinking about it as much. Yeah. And there's, you know, and they know that I'm not going to like give them a challenge that they're unable to accomplish at their current levels, you know? Right. Um, some challenges are easier than others and some of them are designed to be really freaking hard and like change the course of the storyline or change the course of the world that we're building in this podcast. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of earning it. You know, it just feels more satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. The carrot, not the stick. And the other games just, I don't think really do it all that right. Like I've never quite understood like the leveling mechanics. Like, I mean, I do and I don't like in the Final Fantasy games, like it almost doesn't matter. I mean, it does. Like sometimes you got to grind and and get those, um, you got to level up that materia or you got to get those next abilities on, you know, or whatever version you're playing. But, But at the same time, it's like... What does a level mean by the time you're level 100 or 99 or whatever it caps off at and you're, like, beating the game, like... Yeah, well, like, that's the thing. Like, they they want to kind of 
show that when you start, you're not all that powerful, but they still want it to be fun. Um, and then they want to show that progression of you becoming like almost godlike, you know, yeah. by the end of the game. But then like, if you become godlike, what um, can match you, you know? Yeah. Like you're going to have to be fighting enemies that are on the same scale or better than you. But yeah. then they also don't want it to become like too easy or too difficult, right? Like it's this right. kind of weird balance where you're you're trying to like maybe maintain that same level of of difficulty range throughout the whole game, but you also want to show the progression in the character to make them appear as if they're getting more powerful. It's kind of weird. It's basically yeah. just trickery. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because um, because in Morrowind, I thought Morrowind did this right, and it actually kind of fits the lore. Like you said, like the more you level up, the and the more powerful you get, it's like essentially the more godlike you get. Well, in all of the games, maybe not Skyrim, but Oblivion and Morrowind, the characters eventually do become essentially gods. Yeah, you know. So it's kind of fun that you can like make a potion, you know, early on that like boosts your strength to a thousand and then you can go and track the living God in Morrowind and just like go punch him in the face and kill him in one punch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, even that is a little earned, but, um, but leveling up in that, depending on like your skills and all that stuff, it is a little bit more earned and you have to like round yourself out a little bit more. Um, and you can actually like peek the wrong way if you do it wrong. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting rewards thinking a little bit once you figure out the system and yeah but anyways god dang how do we get on that topic i don't know i liked it though it's like game design topic it is game design yeah i don't know i if it ever came down to like a choice that we would have to make like i would i would i mean obviously my preference is kind of like how i do it in chaotic amateurs it's like yeah um you know i don't know it i think i'm the same I mean, the way. fun part it, the fun part is, I mean, leveling up is always fun in those games. Being able mm-hmm. to pick your new abilities and allocate new stats. Right. Like, dude, I, I freaking like, you know, you get that little like boner tingle. Like every time you hear that sound <laughs> in KOTOR, you know, you're playing KOTOR and you're just like, oh, right on time, baby. Now I got my new for- my new spell, my new yeah, force dude. power or even mass effect. Like you're like waiting so that you can get that like extra leveled up, like, you know, um, spell or that extra level up like special shot that you can do yeah um and it, and it is addicting and i do like that it but, is addicting uh, that's why dota is so addicting you oh, you God, try to, yeah, dude. you could level 25 times per game <laughs> yeah <laughs> and a game only takes an hour you can do it so many times i know dude in one night if you play like four games hitting level 100 almost hell yeah dog Mm. and not only that but then you couple your abilities with the right items oh Oh, god god it's orgasmic why aren't we playing right now (laughs) oh man yeah i've thought about dota some ever since the international i've kind of wanted to play it again but then i also was kind of like remembering even even at the international like the players just seemed kind of douchey and this year i I felt like was the worst in terms of like it, it just seems like so many of these players are letting the publicity go to their heads. And I'm just, I don't know. It seems like a lot of these guys have lost a lot of class. Yeah. That's how I felt too. But, um, yeah. And, and that just, just reminded out, me like, 
you know, given too big of a stage to these like, you know, young shit lords. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, we got a game jam coming up next week. We do. Yeah. October 6th. October 6th. We're doing the OMG jam one more time. The one mechanic game jam. Yep. Anybody who might remember from last time, the one mechanic game jam is uh, basically the goal is to create a game that utilizes one mechanic. Maybe you're clicking this way or that. Maybe you're pressing a certain button. Maybe it's timing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's angling. Maybe it's pooping. Um, you could do that. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lots of one mechanic games. Um, you can see like back in the old Atari days or the early Nintendo days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt, perfect example of a one mechanic game. Yeah, dude. Track and field, perfect mechanic. Uh, perfect example of a one mechanic game. Look at any of the California games. Those are pretty good example of a one mechanic game. Um the early Game & Watch Gallery games, like any of these um, really yeah. good examples. And uh, and it's fun because it lets you take the pressure off of, like, you know, the perfect design elements and, and put some thought into actual development. Like, put some thought into your coding skills or your, um, your game engine of choice skills. Yeah, um, man. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty pleased with myself that we came up with such a cool title because it lends itself perfectly to the hashtag. Yep. Uh, which hashtag is OMG hashtag Jam. OMG Jam. Yep. Uh, which is exactly the response that we want to get from people's <laughs> games. OMG. OMG Jam. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what I say when I'm making my toast in the morning. <laughs> oh, OMG Jam. Marionberry Jam, bitch. <laughs> Um, uh, Jesus, <laughs> I, I that was that was a dad joke. But uh, it's uh pretty fun. So far, we got several. Um, we got fourteen applicants. people signed up. Fucking fourteen people, Jesus! Yeah, man, and there's still a week to go. So hell got, yeah, get a, uh. Well, this podcast won't come out before the OMG Jam, but uh, get yeah. signed up. We're gonna be we're gonna be tweeting it out. We're gonna be shouting it onto the Twitter airwaves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, hopefully you guys can join us. We're gonna be kind of just hanging out all day. You know, it'd be fun is if we created like a Discord server. I know, dude. Um, that and would everybody be fun. who's jamming can just come in and chill out and do stuff. And that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah this this time has felt um, more interactive with people because we got like a lot of people on Reddit uh, interacting with us. I had somebody today or last night ask like if his idea would work (laughs) for the omg jam and then like we have somebody that signed up on itch.io that's just a sound designer and he's looking for someone to team up with which is kind of cool so trying to help him like connect with someone um so yeah this one would this one's fun um and it's i like the idea of getting a discord server up so that you know it encourages more interaction um so yeah, it's been cool. I also discovered something cool about Twitter, which I never knew. Um, you can look at like stats about your tweets, and I I guess I'm kind of a noob at uh at Twitter, but there's like these little uh kind of like bar graph looking things called view tweet activity. If you click on that, it shows you the activity for any given tweet, 
and it's actually surprising how many people are looking at our tweets. Like our uh, announcement for the OMG Jam has uh, almost 3,000 impressions, which means like people looking at it. And then uh, we have 51 engagements, which means um, people either click it, retweet it, like, uh, click on our profile, expand the details, which is kind of cool. So I I'd never knew what that was, but... Um, it's kind of cool to look at. So yeah, man. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with this podcast, and 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 finally the the fruits of our desires. If you remember listening back to the podcast about building community, like they're really coming to fruition, and it's so much fun. Yeah, dude. Um, it's um, cool. All the people we've met. Like now, you know, I still am going on Twitch a lot, and you know, especially like Roxom, and now Krasenstein is another guy who. Like I'm getting to know pretty well, so anytime I he tweets out a that he's streaming, I try to catch it if I can, although he's early. Or like last night, he tweeted out that somebody was playing his game Nightfall, which he actually has released on on Steam in early access. Um, and some somebody, another streamer he knows, was streaming his game, so I hopped on, and that was cool. And, and Crass was in there, and he's like, "Yo, what's up, Taylor?" You know, it's cool to just like know people now. Um. And we've, like, in our experience, too, like, it's cool knowing somebody who has a game up on Steam. Krasenstein's one of them. Another guy, uh, Manbeard Games, who we've shouted out before, his game, Ophidian, is up on uh, Steam, which uh, you guys should check out. It's, like, $4.99. It looks fun. It's, like, um, kind of like a snake game that is much more in-depth. Like, there's a whole bunch of other mechanics that he added to it, and it looks pretty cool. I think there's even two player where you have two snakes going at the same time. <laughs> uh, so we've met a lot of cool people and uh, I'm really enjoying that, you know, meeting other devs, meeting people who are aspiring devs or, you know, meeting people who maybe they haven't taken the dive yet, but we can be encouragement to help them take that dive, you know, like one guy, yeah, for uh, sure. another person, I can't remember if they tweeted us or if it was on Reddit um said that this is their first jam that they're ever doing and they don't really know what to expect and they're kind of nervous about it but they are excited to like take the jump and so it's cool that we can just like offer that to somebody right right like we're we're hosting this game jam that is the first game jam for some new developer and that's just a cool feeling you know so, yeah, it's Heck been a yeah. lot of fun. It's really encouraging, too, you know. It is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm pretty excited for the OMG Jam. Uh, I think we both hope that you are as well, listeners. Yeah. So, um, seriously, get on the bandwagon. Go check out our Itch.io page. Um, we got the event over there. It's our uh, pinned tweet over up on our Twitter. Uh, we are at GameDevsQuest, of course. Um, go check that out. Follow the link. Sign up. Get your friends together. I mean, this is a project you can do with one person. This is a project you can do with ten people. It doesn't matter. The idea can be as big or as grand as you want, but the idea is to focus entirely on dev and not waste so much time on, you know, game design um, pitfalls. You know, getting stuck in a tar trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, and that's that's something too that I was telling one of the guys who asked a question about it. Um, you know, asking if his mechanic counted 
And it's kind of like, well, that's not really the point. Oh, yeah. Like your 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 idea counts regardless of really what it is. Like we want it to be a one mechanic game just so it's open to everyone of of varying skill levels, you know? So if you go beyond that, like kudos to you. You know? So yeah. We don't we don't want to be first... limiting. Yeah, our first game jam game was a game that you did nothing. So <laughs> yeah, I don't even really know if it was a game. <laughs> oh, it is, bro. You have a choice. <laughs> you got to make that choice. <laughs> yeah, you get one choice that's looming over you for the entire time you get to play it. Hell yeah, dude! We got to go back and like add some features to that. I know. <laughs> Iceberg the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's great. Um. So yeah, we hope to see you guys there. And I think this is going to be way late, but I, I think we are going to try and get up a Discord server or something. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we should do that today, maybe. Get it up, advertise yeah. it, get people some more buzz going around it. And uh, and then people can just sign up and also that would help them hook up with people. Yeah, exactly. If they're on the Discord page, we can have like you know people tag themselves like looking for extra devs or whatever it might be. And Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that for a while anyways. Um like having our own Game Devs Quest Discord channel. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't know when it was right to pull the trigger, but this sounds like a really good good time to do it. So Yeah, well, and, and it is uh, exactly a week away. So, yeah, let's uh, do it at, right after the podcast, and and uh, we'll start sending out invites and linking that and all that. So Yeah, and then if you guys want to get involved too, then we can all hang out, talk together, talk about our projects, shoot the breeze, whatever. Um, speaking of that, I, I've been thinking about ways that we can improve the podcast, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, I threw out up a survey yesterday on Twitter, which didn't get a lot of people going. We got 10 people responded that basically just asked, like, how often do you listen to our podcast? And then asked, like, if anyone had suggestions on how we can make it better, um, and one of our longtime listeners, uh, Gabe Grimley, who's uh, one of our friends on fi- on uh, Twitter, gave us the recommendation of doing kind of a segment of like a quick tip or a game tip kind of a thing that we do every week. And I thought that'd be kind of a cool idea where we offer, maybe it's like a tip in Unity or some yeah. quick like development snippet like oh this is like how you do i don't know this is how you create an array or whatever i don't know that's that's a bad example but you know what i mean you know you know what i thought about this when i read that because i thought it was a pretty good idea too and and granted like we do kind of like deep dive into a lot of like the tools we've been using and 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 experiment with a lot of stuff and workflow and also like actual dev and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it would be kind of fun if we wanted to start throwing in quick tips, like do it. We could literally have a quick tips, uh, quick tips segment uh-huh. and we have to put a cap on it like 10, 20, 30 seconds, put it before the intro music. And it's like, welcome to game devs quest. Today's quick tip is blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, the music starts That's and then we cool go to the podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like, like that. A blitz tip, and it could be anything, you know. Like, um, yeah, you feeling you feeling sluggish? 
try taking a power nap by dr- and drinking coffee beforehand. Set your alarm <laughs> for 20 minutes, you know, or some bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I like that idea. And then if, yeah, if it's something worth uh, dissecting a little bit in the podcast, just go into that too. Yeah. And then each week we just like take turns, like each of us comes up with a quick tip for that week. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. I, I just was thinking like, uh, after that and also just like, in putting up that survey, like what do our listeners want out of us? You know, cause I, we've said this from the beginning, like this is a podcast about us, you know, like I'm doing it because I like hanging out with you and I want to, you know, learn game development with you. So it's a lot about us, but I also want people to find value in what they're listening to. Um, so yeah, like thinking of ways to like organize the podcast in a way that it makes it easy for people to parse what we're talking about, or you know maybe it's just something uh, when they listen to it they come to expect and like something like a quick tip or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I just I just always interested in growing our audience and and making this more valuable for us and our listeners. So if you guys do have any recommendations for us, something you like or you don't like about the podcast, uh, send us an email, gdq at airpodcast.com. Tweet us at GameDevsQuest. Uh, you know, whatever avenue you can get to us, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Appreciate your tip or your recommendation, Gabe. Thanks for listening, man. Yeah, for sure. That was actually really, I thought, a really good tip too. So Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> most, uh, I guess I kind of wanted to just get this out there because as uh, the co- in the coming weeks, people, you know, might hear me or see me on Twitter or whatever, I'm kind of talking about this more and more and more, but uh, we are sort of like revving up towards National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. And uh, while, while... Some people might think that writing is not a game dev skill. I disagree. Um, I look on game dev like job forums all the time, and the number one sought after positions, or the excuse me, the number one most uh, posted positions are for writers. Um, really, it's yeah, it's a thing that people don't think about all that often. But every media that we consume needs to be written. Your t- favorite TV show, your favorite piece of music your favorite uh, movie, or even your favorite game. Uh, you know, take a look at all the games that have the best storylines ever. They have really great writers. So yeah. um, I take part in NaNoWriMo every year. It's the whole entire month of November. The goal, of course, is to write from start to finish an entire novel of at least 50,000 words. Dang. Uh, which seems like a lot. It's not. Although I've never completed it, the challenge, uh, I've never won it. They say, um, <laughs> but I do take part in it because it's just a fun exercise in like pumping those creative juices. It's a lot like a game jam where you, you know, you plan and initiate and implement your game all within the window. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing. You don't plan your novel or you don't do anything until November first. Uh, the spirit of the of NaNoWriMo is to do it all within 30 days, which makes it basically a game jam. 
yeah. but it's a novel jam. A, a crazy long game jam. I was like actually thinking about that. Like a game jam, you know, is pretty short. It's a couple days. So I wonder what the exact equivalent of that would be. Like, would you write a short story that's like ten pages or something? Because fifty thousand words—that's a lot of pages, right? Yeah. Well, like if over you average pages, about two hundred fifty, right? what? I said that's like over a hundred pages, right? Probably right. If you, it's probably like two hundred pages. If you Dang. average two hundred fifty words per page, double spaced, mm-hmm. you know. So what does that mean? Twenty five thousand well, words is a hundred pages, right? Oh yeah. Remember, did I do my math wrong? No, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. So two hundred pages. Dang. Um, yeah, which is uh, it's a lot, and actually fifty thousand words is on the shorter end of a novel. I don't even think like most publishers would accept a novel that's fifty thousand words. They'd probably want it more like eighty or ninety thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I probably like a short story thing would be more equivalent to that. Um. You know, like taking it, like just taking a day and like jamming out a story, and yeah. that'd actually be a good exercise too. I I wouldn't mind trying something like that, but um, maybe we maybe need to I host will. one of those, right? Yeah, might be fun, dude. Short story jam. <laughs> It'd be fun to do like short story jam, and then like the ideas that you come up with like need to be somehow be like implemented into a game or like loosely associated with a game. So then like the dude. next the next jam is a game jam based off your story jam. That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be an interesting exercise for sure. All right, so we got to do a story jam, and then all the submissions that that get put in, we read on the podcast, and then right oh, afterwards, shit. we do a game jam to correlate with those stories. Would and be may- interesting. Maybe you mix it up, and you don't get your story; you get somebody else's story for the game jam. Whoa! That'd be <laughs> interesting too. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. See, oh. I know we talked about this a little bit. I'm not much of a writer. I I mean, as far as like writing stories or whatever. But um, I've thought a lot about maybe trying it this year with that idea in mind of like, maybe I write a story that inspires a game, you know, like inspires yeah. me to create a game that's based off of whatever world I create, you know? Yeah. So Dude, I don't know. I I highly encourage you to to participate. I'm I'm basically the same way that this podcast is kind of like an accountability podcast, and and also our book club is kind of an accountability book club. Um, I really want to get like a kind of like a writers group slash support group together, and we all just sort of you know get together and share our progress and talk about our struggles and offer support to one another, and and try and do it. And I got a few people interested. But every year, without fail, most people, it's like November 1st, and then they're like, well, I don't have time. It's like, well, that's fine. Start tomorrow then. Like, it, you yeah. don't have to win. Right. Like, chances are you're not going to. I never have, and I've done it five years in a row. Yeah. Um. But uh, I will say that it's some of the most fun I ever have. Like, Oh, yeah. You know? I'm you don't sure, spend dude. too much time thinking about an idea. You just pick an idea, and you run with it, and you sort yeah. of explore it, and you see, like, what's going on. Um. Well, yeah. If you want to, if you want to get a group going or something, and even get some of our listeners involved, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be great. We can yeah, put if it up. Interested. If we put up a Discord server, we put up. We call it the GDQ server or whatever, and then we have like our game jam section. We have a writing section. We have like a Unity section. 
you know, all different sections yeah. and people can kind of brainstorm together in whatever it is they're looking for. Yeah, this yeah. might be a good idea. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, consuming some of my thoughts. And come November, it will be consuming a little bit of uh, extra energy. And some of the podcast because um, that's going to be on the forefront of your mind. Yeah, exactly. Maybe my so, mind, too. We'll see. Yeah, man. I hope it is because <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's fun. And it's just a good exercise to get those creative juices flowing. Yeah. It's... Um, I don't necessarily think that I'm like the best idea man ever, but I have a lot of fun uh, with you like brainstorming because we can just like regurgitate like so many ideas yeah, and then like refine it down to like, you know, those few good ones. Yeah. Um, now is there, um, is there any kind of like prompts or restrictions or anything no like that? Nothing. N- no restrictions, no prompt. I mean, you can you can go onto the website, and I'm sure somebody probably has like a list of prompts that if you wanted to pick from. Yeah. Um, but there's no restrictions. The only restriction is that uh, in order to win, you, it has to be fifty thousand words, and they do count it at the end. Um, so if you submit it uh, to be a winner, then they do count it. And if it's over fifty thousand, then you win. And if it's under fifty thousand, then you lose. Um. Uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. <laughs> there's no like, like restrict. There's like no like checkpoints. You know, it's not like you have to have like you know twelve thousand words written in the first ten days to like be eligible. Yeah. You can write all the fifty thousand words in the first day. You can write them all in the last day. Um, it doesn't matter. But the website's pretty extensive. I encourage anybody to go check it out. It's nanorimo.com. Uh, it's a shortened version of National Novel Writing Month. If you need to figure that one out. <laughs> um, and uh, it's fun because when you uh, commit to creating a novel that year you get to go, like you can create an account on the website and then you can create like a little page for your book um, oh, so cool. you, you can go and you can like see all of like basically like see a synopsis and like a short excerpt from every attempt that i've done on the website oh that's cool so you have like yeah. your profile yeah exactly you have your your profile with um you know, with all of the projects that you've done every year. And some people upload like album or not album, but you know, like book art and, uh, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like forums on the website and all sorts of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. I just pulled it up. And by the way, NaNoWriMo has a W in it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. I mean, it makes sense, but you don't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said it. Cause I yeah. was trying to be all smart being like, it's short for National Novel Writing Month if you need to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, that should be see, fun. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look up your profile now and just read your ideas. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, yeah, I just signed in for the first time this year, just now. Um, yeah, you can see my my last uh, year's attempt died very quickly. <laughs> um, it's all good, but, bro. Uh, At least you're trying. That's what yeah. counts the most. So, hopefully we see all, all you guys on the Discord server for this, for our uh, thing. For our things going on. Yeah. You know the ones. <laughs> well, what else that we got oh, in man. store? I, got, I, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. 
I if we don't have anything. We're at a safe. We're at a safe place. We are to close at a safe bad boy out. If you wanted to, yeah. The only thing I have is uh, again, I'm thinking a lot about streaming on Twitch soon. Doing uh, probably Tuesday evenings, probably like 7 p.m. Pacific time, and then probably uh, Fridays after we're done podcasting. So maybe like noon Pacific time. Um, so if anyone's interested in checking that out, that'd be cool having you guys around. Uh, I'll be streaming at twitch.tv forward slash 7-A-Y-L-O-R-D. I think I got it right this time. It's 7-A-Lord, basically. So that'll be uh, where I'm streaming. And uh, we will probably be streaming the Game Jam next week, I imagine, too, at uh, twitch.tv forward slash quest. So tune in for that. And uh, yeah, I don't think we have much else. So we can call it a short one. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for podcasting with me again, bro. Yeah, dude. I appreciate it. Glad we're back on track. You're, you're the peanut butter to my jam. My OMG Ooh. jam. Oh, hey, call back, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Yeah, guys. Um, check us out. We're on at uh, Game Devs Quest. That's our Twitter handle. You can email us, gdq at airpodcast.com. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And you can find all all of our episodes and more on iTunes and, of course, your favorite podcasting app. I think we're on Stitcher. Um, you can also find all of our episodes at airpodcast.com. Uh, we used to have a sweet phone number, but that might have been discontinued because when you switch to Google Fi uh, phone carrier, uh, they, like, butcher your Google voice number. So we might not have <laughs> a phone number anymore. If we do, I'll post it up for everybody someday. Well, instead, we'll just have a voice channel in our Discord server. How about that? <laughs> Hell yeah, dogs! Oh, um, yeah. And yeah, keep your eyes posted for our sweet, um, our sweet Discord channel. And don't forget to check out our itch.io page. Um, I think it's itch.io slash. I think it's gamedevsquest.itch.io. Thank you, thank you. Yep. And um, you can also find our, our our jam up on our Twitter page. Check that out, or it's itch.io slash jam slash gdq. <laughs> hyphen one hyphen mechanic hyphen game hyphen jam hyphen two slash community. <laughs> yeah. I committed to that one, so I had to keep going. My yep. bad. Hey, by the, time we, by the time we have this episode up, it might be G, uh, OMG Jam 3, so you never know. Hell yeah, guys. <laughs> OMG Jam 3. Yep. Keeping it alive. We'll catch you in the future, babies. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. Cute that music. Yeah. <laughs>